0: Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show. We are the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails, and I am I am Louise Salas, your host and barstool buddy on today's first of its kind, Summertime Splendor Spectacular.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what makes it so spectacular, you ask? Well, with the days getting warmer, we thought it was time for us to change things up a little bit, serve up some delicious recipes to help you with your entertaining during your summer socials. So uh, with me is my go-to summer splendor, Gina. Hi, Louise. Hey. Um, so, uh, she, she, like I said, we're changing things up and uh, she's brought somebody along with her. Tell us who this lovely lady is.
1: I have a great pleasure of bringing my coworker and friend, and who I think is a great up-and-coming cocktail, uh, mini-mix dress, if you will, <laughs> uh, Amy Hussainian. And Woo-hoo. I think I said that correctly. And if I didn't, it's just Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Amy. Hello. I am
2: happy to be here.
1: So was that correct, Amy?
2: Close. Close right. enough. Say it. Hosseinia. I did say Hosseinian. It seemed like Ish. it Hoshani and ash. Hey, ish.
0: hey uh, I it, there it may delicious be delicious either way. There yeah. may be a history of jacking up people's names on this show, and it's usually my fault. So <laughs> I'm I'll
1: taking I'll take <laughs> one for the team today.
0: <laughs> you are taking one for the team today. Um, just so everyone knows, we uh, like I said, we're changing up the format a little bit. We're going to have extra, extra cocktails, which is great. Um, and we are sitting here in the heart of D.C., right outside Gina's very own suburbia. Um, so Gina, I really want everyone to get a better understanding of who you are, a little bit of the method behind your madness, which might be scary. Um, please, everybody who's listening, hold on tight, um, (laughs) um, so Gina, tell us, why Union Market? Like you were early in here. So tell us that. Tell us why Buffalo and Bergen? Why bagels? Why how long, suburbia? How long is this
1: podcast going to be today? You know, it's
0: a good thing. It's just you and I. So uh, uh,
1: it's up to us. That's a song. <laughs> I think it's Reunited. Reunited. And it's, OK, anyway. no, I'm a terrible singer, but I'm a good cocktail maker. So you we'll are talk amazing about
0: it. cocktail maker.
1: Um, all right. So we are singing Suburbia. Let me back up. and tell you what Suburbia is. Suburbia is um, some wild, crazy nights of drinking's idea that Taking a 1967 airstream, ripping out all of its guts, turning it into <laughs> a mobile frozen cocktail bar with ten beer taps, and then six frozen drinks and plethora amount of shots and <laughs> always canned beer, wine, or something other special going on was a good idea. And four and a half years later, it is. We're in our fifth summer this year. Wow, that's crazy! I know, I can't believe it. How long it's been? We've been in Union Market now with my other concept, my baby concept called Buffalo and Bergen, which is a New York style um, bagel bar, one of its kind. You know, we took the idea of bagels, which is not new. And we took a business that maybe was like a little bit more dinosaurish. You know, one thing about bagel stores, you go in a bagel store, you grab a sandwich and you leave, right? Yeah. When we made it so you belly up to the bagel store, eat your bagels and finish it with a delicious Bloody Mary and amazing cocktails and kind of give you that throwback Lunch in that feel of yesterday, like yesteryear, if you will. If you want to make it really fancy, yeah. <laughs> And then, then you get this beautiful, like moving forward with a culinary, um, ask that brings you into the future of what food and beverage is going to be and is now today. It's it's crazy. I mean, so it's not exhausting. It is well, <laughs> I just
0: so everyone. She braised over or breezed over her amazing. Um, Bloody
1: Mary. So, we're, uh, so, our Bloody Mary is our signature cocktail at Buffalo and Bergen and it's called the lox and Loaded and it is award-winning. Um, it is a lox bagel with cream cheese, capers, onions, um, and of course lox on, on everything bagel atop our spicy Bloody Mary and our Bloody Mary mix is now becoming its own thing at this time. Basically, uh, we sell it to other restaurants, groups, It's absolutely stores, delicious. It's amazing. Um, if you see it somewhere, it's Buffalo and Bergen. Just a spicy, bloody cocktail mix. Pick it up, take it home, make it your own. Add tequila. That's my favorite. It's bloody um, Maria, correct? Yeah, it's I'm bloody wrong. Maria. make
2: it a snapper with some gin.
1: That's, some that's Amy's thing. Amy, Amy's into that. Well, I, uh, we did that.
2: We did that for Jared. We Sid did. Smith. We did.
1: We did. We made him a snapper. Well, he was a snapper fan, right? Yes. Um, it's a. It's an everyday experience here. That's for sure. And we're getting ready to launch our new store. So and tell everybody all about it. Awesome. Which is super crazy and yeah. it's uh you know, to believe that we're sitting someplace, I mean like six years ago, if you could have come down to where Union Market is here in northeast DC, a hundred percent you would have gotten in your car and left. Yeah. i mean like, uh, I gotta go. You're just hoping your car was still there when you got back. Pretty much. Yeah. And now I'm sitting here outside on an astroturf looking at an airstream getting ready to drink some daiquiris with a nice breeze. Oh, it's a beautiful day. And I have not been solicited for uh, money, yeah. <laughs> asked if I wanted to buy drugs or if I can get you drugs, <laughs> or if I need a prostitution, if I'm a prostitute, or do I know where the prostitutes are? Yeah.
2: I mean, the biggest thing though is also bootleg CDs. This oh. was the hub of the bootleg city. It's DC true. You're right. When I first told my mom, because I my, my mom is from D.C. and I grew up right outside of D.C. When I told my mom where I work, she said, you work where? <laughs> um, and that was what she said. She's like, well, that's where I used to get my DVDs. Oh, that's hilarious. So, Gina, tell me, I mean, to
0: take that big <laughs> leap into it, like that kind of up and coming space, um, Tell us a little bit about that i mean how did you get there i mean what what was it that said you know what this is the area that i need to be a part of
1: wow that's a big question so because all right <clears throat> so when i said six years ago i was still working at um hank's oyster bar and i was a partner there and it was really great but there was a, this was a vision this came to me um a friend of mine um richie brandenburg who's the culinary director for his group called eden's it's a development group So they're going to put this market in Northeast and, you know, I know you always wanted to do a soda shop and this thing. You want, you want to come down here and check it out. So I I got on my bike and I rode down here (laughs) and I went, no, Richie, I do not want to be part of this. And he was like, no, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. I'm like, he had such a vision for what it was going to be that I was sold on their vision and the way it looked and the idea of being part of like this culinary, I like, So food halls are not new, right? Food halls are not new. Markets are not new. Uh, You know, going to a place and buying stuff, you know, all that food court, not new. But putting together a space of such unique people and different stories and different food culture and there's no fast food chains and everything is like- With different history. Different history. history behind it really, that's a big thing. Was what sold me on it and it, it's beautiful. I mean, yeah. you know, people come for the first time to Union Market. You know, I think we're a little jaded because we come every day, but when you first time you walk in, and someone see the most of the time, "Wow" is what comes out of their mouth first. Yeah, because it's overwhelming. Oh. To, you know, a little Air Force One, actually. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to DC. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like, and it's incredible now. So we were here in Union Market opened. Um, we're not. We're going into our sixth year. Uh. I remember when
0: you were telling me about this and I was like, I had the same where? And you're like, no, no, you just don't know. September will be six
1: years that Union Market's open, which is insane, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And now if you look around and I know that everyone can't see the podcast, but you can hear it, there's cranes and everything going because they keep adding more and more. There's like now there's housing now something like. Three thousand residents live in this area, in, in Union Market area. Wow. They have another residential building coming up. it be another five thousand people. It's really wow.
2: becoming its own district. They're yeah. making it the Union Market district. There's a lot going on in the area, and a lot of really great culinary talent that's yeah. coming into this area because it, it's got its own vibe to it. And what I think it was. Really and it wasn't always it, called
1: that, by the way. Yeah. Only Fourth Street was called Union Market, so everybody knows like the history of this area. Only Fourth Street was called Union Market. And the main area, what this was called, was Florida Avenue Market. Oh. So that was from back in the 1930s. Wow. So 1931, this whole area is where you would come and buy like, you know, fresh eggs and dairy, a cow slaughter, poultry. A car there's a map in there where they have the old Ford dealership oh that's crazy yeah God, and keep going and
2: yeah I mean I think what's so great is you can even map the timeline of kind of DC exploding as a great food city and as a great cocktail city and a hospitality city on the map almost with year for year with us being here that's with good. Union Market being here expanding what was available so it's not just Chinatown it's not just Northwest but bringing it to all the different sectors and yeah. creating it this place is what created what what kind of led the way to create places like Shaw to create places like the southeast waterfront and I really
1: don't think that people realize that like I don't think they realize like how how much the create creative director uh, was of that yeah so you know I think like one of the things that, that you have to remember too is like it takes a huge it takes a huge amount of like guts yes and a lot of money yeah. But a huge amount of guts to like say, okay, we're going to do this. Yeah. And now, and now look at this today. It's crazy, right? It is, it's well, it's crazy.
0: great because it became, it. to your point, Amy, DC is one of those cities, it's a city of neighborhoods, and this wasn't one. And this was kind of the, the seed to, um, rebirthing and an, an, a neighborhood that had been kind of lost in
2: time. Very hipster of us, right? Very hipster. So uh, hipster.
1: I think
2: it's more, <laughs> and that's why we had to bring in the 1930 soda counter,
1: right? Yeah, but I feel like hipster, I think visionary is this area is really, it's a visionary thing. It's like, you know, seeing beyond the walls. Yeah. And seeing what could be created. And I think like that's one thing that's really unique to, um, it's really unique to our environment. It's always, pushing. It's
0: innovative. It's yeah. very innovative yeah. and progressive, I yeah. would say, is how it makes you feel. Yeah. But with a deep
1: history, with a dark, with a, with a yeah. with, cool. with roots. Right. And, the, and Eden's, um, the people that own Union market, really refer to this as a culinary incubator sometimes. Oh, that's cool. And, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of brands that were first timers here that now have multiple units of store. So that's kind of like an interesting thing to see because these are some people that would probably never had their own business because you know, they couldn't do that. You know what I mean? They just yeah. couldn't. It wouldn't it wouldn't be possible. Yeah. So
0: tell me, Gina, um, I know that it's really breezy today, Louise. It's lovely. I, I I'm not complaining about the breeze. I'm not complaining about the breeze at all. Um, so, Gina, tell me, I, I would imagine being in such an area that has like deep roots and in history, really interesting history, played a role in getting an Airstream and making it a... No. No. I'm, I'm glad I was wrong. No,
1: you're wrong. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time. You want to know the story of the Airstream? Most people don't ask me because it's actually pretty amazing. Um, I was with my buddies. We had been drinking a lot. <laughs> and, That's how most
2: good stories start. And we exactly. were like, what do,
1: you, what do you do to make it different? And we're like, whatever, whatever. And I have this like obsession with Lucille Ball. And my favorite episode of I Love Lucy is when she goes and gets the rocks from like uh, the Grand Canyon and stuff. She's on a trip with like Ricky, and they're going around the country, right? And the reason I was obsessed with it is because the set was fabulous, and her dresses in the Grand Canyon were fabulous, right? <laughs> so, As I mean, one always dresses in, in right, the Grand Canyon, right? But camping. I, I'm more of an artistic thing. It had nothing to do with like you know, I want to go to the Grand Canyon because that's awesome and all, and maybe one day I'll take my kids, but that's not what it was for me. And they had this shiny, beautiful, lovely Airstream. And I am always like, oh, I always want one of those. So this dates back to me always doing something to get what I wanted, right? So when I was a kid and uh <laughs> So as a kid, I asked my parents for a fish tank and they told me no. And I asked my parents for a fish tank, they told me no. And then I went and I was in seventh grade and I came up with this uh, science project for the science fair called Goldfish and Frozen Pond Life. <laughs> And it got approved by my teacher. And I had to get a fish tank because I made the need. OK, you and the demand I commi- I created what Don't wait for the demand. I, I wanted it. Right. And father, super mad at me, took me to a store on Long Island called TSS. Bought me the fish tank, got me the goldfish set up in my room. Here's the crazy part. I won the Long Island Science Fair. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. It was that my parents will never, ever forget it. Cause I had to do my high school science fair. Then I do the county. Then I went to Long Island <laughs> and then I won Long Island and my mother and father just couldn't believe it. They're like, oh, you gotta be kidding me, right? So I'm like, I really want an Airstream. I really want an Airstream. So finally one night everyone's like, well, if you want an Airstream so bad, why don't you turn it into a bar? I was like, why don't I turn it into a bar? Yeah. So the idea was born that and we figured like, how do you, how do you do it? So I had this really great friend, Jason Stretch. Um, he is definitely my co-creator of this. We spent a lot of time, we spent a lot of time um, thinking about it. And, we, and I went to, we went to, so we found this dealer who had these Airstreams. My brother-in-law went up to New York, picked up the Airstream literally on its truck, paid in cash. The guy only accepted cash. It was like, <laughs> I had to pitch it to Union Market. I want to, I want to put an Airstream bar. I was like, what are you talking about? Then I had to go in front of the board and get a, a liquor license for a street, which doesn't exist. It was like a million hurdles to get it to happen. Right?
0: So let me get this straight. You bought it before you had a location.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> well the thing awesome. is you can put it on wheels so even if we couldn't get it done here we were gonna get it done no matter where you know yeah no i wanted it
1: happen. i wanted it i was either gonna live in it because it cost me a fortune <laughs> or it was gonna actually be managed to, go to a bar and then i'll never forget the day when when jason turned to me he goes you're sure we're gonna make this into a bar and i said yeah jason i'm sure and he cut the side off of it and i went it's really got to happen now and i was like <laughs> there was no turning back is why it still had its side which now is a window that opens to yes. serve. Yes. You know, you can made it into something else, right? Yeah. Once you took the laser cutter, cut the side off, we're done. There was no coming there back. Was no that coming was back. it. That was the end of it. And I think I think it's really funny like how that like really resonates with um with like, you know, going back from when you're a kid you people say, you know, is is it the same? How does it work? You know, that kind of thing. Like, you know, you know, how you how'd you come up with this? You know, I think you're a visionary. And, um, ten- and tenacity. Yes. Visionary tenacity makes great things happen. Absolutely. But, but you got to have both, I think.
0: You do. You do. You absolutely. Sprinkled
1: because, with moxie.
0: Because if you just just because you have the concept, doesn't mean you can necessarily carry it through so it definitely does take that I would totally agree with you it takes both those two ingredients to
2: make and something and at happen. a certain point though the concept becomes its own thing it's its own identity it's got its own weight to it yeah and then it carries itself a little bit
1: yeah no it's awesome so we want to yeah and we wind up naming it suburbia um because in the I love Lucy episode <laughs> The, the set is legitimately looks like what we have here with like the, the chair, the, the turquoise chairs and the AstroTurf. And there's like this little step on that they this little staging that they stand on. And I just, the color choices, everything, we really stayed with it. And, you know, that was a, that was behind a creative team that really came up with like how that was going to look. And, you know, again, you know, you make things happen and like, I have an amazing staff and like, so, an amazing staff t- It took a lot it took a lot of years of figuring out how to run this thing to that now it can be replicated, right? Yeah. But you know, we're in our we're in our fifth summer. I mean that's it took five years to say we know how to run this now. And I think every time we always like come up with something else. We're like, why didn't we ever think of this before? Yeah. And then, you know, you put one more thing and it makes it a better place, a better idea, a, better, a stronger concept.
2: And you're always yeah. like, Oh, it's because nobody's ever done it before. That's why. Yeah, well, there's yeah. no manual. Yeah. Right. There's no I always
0: say there's no playbook. Even what we're doing with this, with the podcast, we have no playbook. No, just exactly. doing it, having yeah. a good time. Speaking yeah. of having a good time, you ready? I'm pretty damn thirsty. Let's do it. All right, let's, let's make some it. drinks. All right, all right, Gina, what do you got?
1: Um, so I made this drink, and it's called uh, Black Hole Sun.
0: It's absolutely beautiful,
1: and it is. Got, all right, so let's talk about it. So first, Louise challenged us to make a cocktail using one ingredient, one liquor. To make your summer sensational, right? So we made one base drink, right? So, my thing is this you're at your house, you're having a party, you're having fun. You don't need to have 500 drinks for everybody, but having different toppings or a different way of putting it together creates more cocktails with one base. Oh, that's so smart. Right. It's like, you know, we say, okay, it's all about, the, you know, like people say it all the time, isn't there a song? It's all about yeah. the base, no trouble. Yeah. Good so God. it's all about the base. It's all about the base. More toppings. That's what we're gonna say. So Ooh, there was the cheese just got delivered. It did, but it was good. It was part of our charm, right? So what this is inside. Uh, so what we need is we have frozen pisco sour base. Okay? Why
2: pisco? It's summer. Why not? Exactly. But I mean, so many people don't even know what pisco is. So like, what, what I is saying, it? It's a Peruvian brandy that's unaged, so it's white and you know a lot of people like to drink clear in the summer they are afraid of the dark dark alcohols so um that's one way to bring brandy and that flavor that great flavor um but also keeping it from being too dark, too heavy, keep it like mm-hmm. nice keep and fresh for summer and the refreshing. summer. Because a big, and also a big thing, mistake that people make when they're making summer cocktails is they think that summer translates to sweet, but in reality those super sweet drinks are the ones that are going to give you the worst hangovers Absolutely. when it's hot because you're oh, going to get dehydrated. Uh, yeah totally. Yeah. So, so I like to say I like it like I like my men, right? Tall, dark and handsome, tall,
1: dry. <laughs> Forget it. Amy, tell us about your drink. I'll go to yes. my drink after. Go. No, you, no, no, let's, let's finish this one up. Right. So we, it's dark whole sun, you said, right? Yeah, so dark whole sun. So so basically what it is a pisco frozen, pisco sour. So you have uh, two ounces of pisco, um, two cups of ice, um, one ounce of lemon, one ounce of lime, one ounce of simple syrup, blend that in your blender until so it's nice and smooth. And then I poured it over a grapefruit segments, about six of them. Beautiful. And then I served it with a spoon. And then I just layered it with a little bit of Angostura. Now normally a Pisco Sour would have an egg white and Angostura. So, um, you know, kind of like, uh, I just kind of changed it up since so it's frozen. You don't need the egg white, obviously. And then we floated the Angostura so it looks really pretty. And then we had this gorgeous, and you don't need this, but it's just so pretty, um, blood orange on top. And then we made a little rose out of grapefruit peel that I yes. used. So, I mean, yes, that's getting super fancy with it, but honestly. It's super delicious and if you just follow the recipe what we're saying for the base and add anything you want, it's amazing. And then Amy made a variation of the same drink, tell them. But yeah, and mine's a taller version,
2: as I said before. Um, Once again, you're gonna use that same base that you can create in your own Vitamix, in your own smoothie blender. You don't have to go fancy with it. You can really make a frozen drink with any tools you have. So tell me how you did that. It's
0: uh, it's, like, what's your ratio to ice to? Here we go,
1: ready? One more time. So it's two ounces of Pisco. One ounce of lemon juice, one ounce of lime, one ounce of simple, two cups of ice in your blender to smooth. Every blender is different, so when it's nice and smooth consistency, it's finished. Gotcha. So.
2: And so I didn't want to add any extra sugar than what's already in there, just that little, little kick of simple that's in the uh, frozen mix, and I did fresh-pressed watermelon juice. So what's that breakdown again? So the breakdown is still going to be the base that we already went over. And then I just floated one and a half ounces of fresh watermelon juice on top, put it in a tall Collins glass so that the ratio is... Right? Um, and beautiful. Then, and then I topped it off with a little bit of uh, matcha powder because we're trying to stay healthy during the summer. Get
1: your summer oh, body. Yeah. So you you kind of like you.
0: <laughs> you know? You're detoxing while you're
2: or retoxing, detoxing, something re- like it's that. A re-
1: it's, a, it's a vicious cycle that retox, yes. detox.
2: <laughs> and also the matcha gives you a little bit of caffeine too so it'll wake you up so you can keep up with those long summer nights. Great. So where would you get matcha powder? Right? Matcha yeah, powder? Yeah, your local you gourmet. Foods, food store foods, easy, to food, food, easy, to food, find, easy to find yeah. Amazon,
0: well,
1: Trader I, Joe's, Anywhere. Gotcha. Really.
0: So uh, I'm gonna tell you that both of these drinks are very delicious, and I am one lucky chick today. Um I love the the balance of the bitter that, that I find in with the grapefruit, which I was surprised. Like, I mean, it could be grapefruit, but you have it's it's just the right perfect balance, and they're so refreshing. And then the watermelon on top, I, I'm a sucker for watermelon. So well, these are amazing.
2: What reminds you more of Summer than watermelon it's the barbecue fruit like it's wh- it's what you do at a cookout <laughs> you slice up that watermelon it brings everybody back would you sauce. do that
0: would you barb would you um grow like watermelon and absolutely and then add it to the drink how sure. would that change the way to just make it sweeter with yeah those, so when you of-
1: when you when you grow watermelon basically you put a little bit of salt on it and you tighten up the cells hit it to a hot grill and it just makes it sweeter on the bite oh that sounds delicious yeah but like that's what that's the when you grill fruit that's what happens to people are always yeah. like why would you grill it? Because sometimes you just release it. That's why grilled avocados are so delicious. Because it tightens up all the cells and makes it like push out the actual like oils and fats that's in there.
0: So it just makes it more concentrated.
1: Yeah, it's delicious. And it's it like even like an um, underripe avocado is amazing on the grill.
2: Oh, that sounds good. And just a little bit of info on how I, think I you did it. I I'm
1: starving. I think. Oh yeah.
2: yeah. I I think you did make me hungry. But um, I thinly sliced the watermelon and then froze it, so it's almost like an ice pop garnish. Oh nice. So that way it gives it. It helps it hold its form. You don't get the sogginess. So and what's it, the name of your drink? Uh, is matcha to love about summer? <laughs>
0: oh, good lord. <laughs> well, nothing no, like I, ending on a cheese ball note. Yes, um, I love it. Um, uh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But I love it. She's so cute, right? Absolutely. I, I think we should keep her. We're gonna keep her. All right. I right. think we're gonna do Put it.
2: Put me in your pocket and carry me around. My
0: mini mixed dress. Exactly. So, um,. So you guys, if you've missed any of these ingredients um, or how-tos, don't worry, just head over to designateddrinker.show. That's designateddrinker.show, and we'll have Gina and Amy's recipe um, for you to try it, your own own peril, if you will. Um, (laughs) Because you drink too many of these, these go down so easy.
1: (laughs) It's not peril, it's just called (laughs) Sunday. There you go. (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right, you know what time it is?
1: Well here's a here's a clever one. We don't gotta go. We oh, we just that's gotta right. go inside the airstream. That's right, because it's your place. It's my place. Absolutely.
0: All right, let's get lunch and call it a wrap. It's done. Thanks. Thanks, Amy.